Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Official visit season is underway, camp season is underway, and we're here to break it all down for you on the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. I'm Greg Pickle, Ryan Snyder, the expert recruiting analyst for BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, is back with us on this episode. As always, Ryan, it's Tuesday. That means you just had a busy weekend with camps and with watching what other players were doing across the country on official visits and so on and so forth. And obviously, uh, there's a few more weekends like that to go. So a busy time for Penn State recruiting as we've been long hinting at over the course of the last couple of months. It's here. And Ryan, I guess we'll start with the whiteout camp. But first, let's just look back at the weekend overall before we dive into the nitty gritty of that. Good weekend for Penn State. Okay weekend for Penn State. Maybe a little bit less than what was expected. I mean, where where do you fall uh, on how things went this weekend before we dive into some of the, the news of yeah. note coming out of it? Well, I mean, the, from an official visit perspective, a few guys have you know committed elsewhere. Uh, Luke Evans committed to, uh, to Cincinnati. Um, you know, there's, there's a few other developments. Zach Owens. I mean, we'll just talk about Zach. I mean, Zach went down to Clemson, was supposed to take an official visit to Penn State. Looks like that's not going to happen now. So all signs are pointing to Clemson there. So, you know, th- there's a couple other guys as well. Um, sorry there, T. Frank. I didn't know you had a graphic for him. I would have waited. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to talk about the camp for for a minute. I mean, there was about 200 I think a little under 300 or so uh, players uh, for, for between the two camps and, and the whiteout camps capped around 75 or so uh, the, the, the elite prospect camp for, for Sunday, I, I think was, you know, a little over 200. Uh, so, I mean, good numbers wise, you know, the one thing that's kind of standing out to me is it, it feels like a lot of players these days are, or more and more at least are staying away from camps, uh, which isn't a good thing really for, for anybody. Uh, I think a lot of players are kind of taking it as like a slight if you're asked to come to camp. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, the whiteout camp was still, you know, plenty of top prospects. There were six committed guys there. You know, a couple others got offers that we'll talk about here in a second. But, you know, when, when I compare it to some previous whiteout camps, it, it didn't have, um, you know, quite the amount of scholarship players, I guess you would say. You know, guys who already had a, a Penn State scholarship coming into it. And, you know, I, I do think that's a trend we're just seeing all across the country. Uh, of course, I don't. You know, I don't I don't have complete uh, camp lists for Ohio State and Clemson and, you know, all these other top schools. But, you know, just from talking to colleagues of mine, I mean, that's that's something that, you know, going back to last year, you know, we've we've just talked about behind the scenes is, you know, more and more of those top players, you know, guys that already have scholarships, you know, they're, they're, they have no interest in coming to camp. And, and that's just not something we always you know, we've always seen. So something to keep an eye on here as we go through the next couple of weeks. Penn State has, uh, I believe, like four or five more prospect camps coming up, plus a few seven on seven. So we'll see how those lists uh, end up. Yeah, what's interesting about it, Ryan, is that we're at a point now where you could make the argument that with Zoom and electronic communication enhancements and all that kind of stuff, that you can get more information to coaches now than ever before. And so I just wonder if some guys say, you know what, you can watch that tape of me in track and field. You can see my times. Uh, 
you know, that I ran during spring practice, what have you. So, you know, I just wonder if a lot of guys at this point are saying, look at what I've already done and I'm not going to come show you what I can still do, which I think is a weird transition. And I just wonder how long that lasts and how many guys end up hurting themselves in the end. I mean, Ryan, how many players have we seen over the years come to a Penn State camp and leave with an offer or at least the opportunity to earn one with good senior tape? Because they test it off the charts. And if you don't come and do that, you know, these guys aren't in that position. So it is an interesting development to watch. I know you had, uh, you and I had talked a little bit last week about the fact that it certainly seemed to be trending this way. And I don't know. We'll see if it's a one-off. You know, we'll know more at the end of June. But certainly I think you have a good point that that's something to keep an eye on here as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, especially like when you just compare to, you know, the, some of those mega Friday Night Lights kind of camps that you saw – you know, we're talking six, seven years ago. And of course, you know, right. those were like the Urban Meyer camps, uh, you know, down in Florida and even in Ohio State. And those camps have always been loaded. And obviously the top schools are still going to get top guys there. Uh, I, I don't want to, you know, I also don't want to make make it sound like this was a poor camp. It still was a good one. Right. You know, but when I just look back to, you know, what it was last year and some others, I mean, there was definitely uh, substantially less scholarship guys. And that's what I'm not including. Um you know, the, the Penn State committed guys in that. So sure. we'll see. Um, but, you know, there was still plenty to take out of it, of course, with uh, Yazid Haynes and uh, Jare Hawkins. Um, let's just roll into them right now, I guess. I mean, Yazid yep. came up, crushed it, man. Uh, right, ran a 4-3-8, 4 And that was like the first thing he ran uh, that day. And really, as soon as he came out and blasted off that time, uh, it, it, was, it was very clear uh, that Penn State was going to have a, a strong eye on him all day. And they really did. Uh, he, he also had a 10 foot, 10 inch broad jump, which is just absolutely elite, insane, elite. Uh, I, I don't have all, all the testing times, of course, from Penn State's whiteout camp, but uh, I feel confident saying no one beat that because that that's you know that's very impressive. And of course, the broad jump measures explosion too, um, so so it's a pretty important testing uh, number for you know not Penn State, but just it's just about everybody. Um, had a good shuttle too. I don't have it offhand, but I believe it was. Um, you know, four, two, four, three. So th that's great. But uh, of course he's coming back for an official visit this upcoming weekend. You know, I expect Penn state to go all out now after this. I mean, you don't really get offers for camps and they're not really committable. Right. I mean, that's, you come to camp, right. uh, cheer up all those loose ends. Okay. So uh, I expect him to be here this upcoming weekend, you know, whether he'll commit or not, we'll see. I mean, I, I think long-term, right. It, it would make a lot of sense for, for him to end up at Penn state, but he does have a, a camp uh, lined up for Georgia on June 14th. He said he's going to go to Tennessee as well. And then there's a Minnesota official visit. Uh, I believe it's uh, June 17th. So let's see if he takes those visits. You know, only time will really tell there. But uh, heck of a player here, I think, uh, that, that Penn State should be in a, a good position with. Uh, you know, he was pretty strong during, during one-on-ones as well. A couple drop balls, I will say, you know, that, that there were a couple balls that, you know, he absolutely should have had. But, you know, from a testing perspective, and then even off the field too, when I got to, to really talk to him, because I had one brief conversation with him before previously, but this was the first, like, extended talk we had. Uh, great kid as well. So. Definitely a name I think Penn State fans are going to be talking about a lot here in the next couple of weeks. An interesting time of year, Ryan, because we talked about it with Zach Owens, and we'll get back into that a little bit later. But, you know, guys put official visits on the calendar, and we spend the month of May really trying to track who's going to go where and what's going to happen once those trips are made. And it's funny because – as we see here, sometimes those visits are set and they never end up happening. You mentioned Tony Rojas canceling a Miami visit. We'll talk about that later as well. But, you know, it's uh, like, like we've been talking about. The list is fluid. There's no doubt about that. And Haynes is a guy we didn't have on it prior to this camp. And now he's coming right mm -hmm. back for a quick official visit. So, 
you would have to think that's good news for Penn State. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, in my mind, Ryan, I think that when you look at the tape that you had of him and when you just get the sense of what he's capable of, uh, there was a, that's a good evaluation by Rutgers where he was previously committed and obviously he backed what? away from that pledge and got a whole bunch of more uh, more offers and interest. Uh, and that obviously gave the, put the Scarlet Knights pretty much out of the running. But yeah, whether he takes those SEC trips will be interesting and that probably goes a long way to tell, you know, if he doesn't take those and even if he leaves Penn State without committing, it probably makes you feel pretty good about where the Lions stand. So time will tell. He was one offer that came out of this camp. There was also a 2024 offer. Uh, there were a number of 2024 guys on hand, especially on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. But Penn State offers mm-hmm. just one at this point. Uh, let's dive into that. Yeah, Jare Hawkins uh, from Wheeling, uh, West Virginia. You know, only 5'8", 160. You know, so he certainly needs to add some weight. But, man, the, he, yeah. he's another kid who just absolutely flew running in the four threes. Uh, solid workout as well. You know, of course, with, with Stokes there and Yazid and Lamont Payne and some others. You know, I, I'd be lying if I said I watched Hawkins as close as some of those other guys. But, you know, a few nice catches. I'm trying to put some video together uh, for, for fans to be able to see that here at some point this week. But, uh, you know, West Virginia has already offered. And, and from my talk with him, you know, West Virginia is certainly the school pushing hard, which obviously makes sense, right? He's a talented player uh, in their home state. You know, right now we have him as a three-star at on three. He's a three-star in the on three consensus, number 339. Overall, number one in West Virginia, uh, but Pitt is also offered. And, you know, he mentioned a few other schools like Virginia Tech uh, starting to step up interest. But uh, just five offers for Dre right now. Uh, Old Dominion, Toledo uh, are the other two schools. And, you know, I would expect Penn State to uh, stay on him. You know, like I said, I mean, he's if you look at it, you know, his size and stuff, he's, he's comparable to what K.J. Hamler was coming out of school. And uh, he, he he blazes. There's no doubt about that. I think he had a 10-4 five-ish, 100-meter uh, time as well. So the track mm-hmm. times uh, stack up. And you know, I, I would expect Penn State to uh, you know, certainly be trying to get him back on campus at some point this summer, or if not, definitely for games this season. Speed, speed, speed is the name of the game. It always has been and always will be. And Penn State right. finds two guys who run very well uh, to offer out of this most recent and actually first camps of the fall of the summer, rather, uh, at Penn State. And we'll be a lot more of those here throughout the rest of June. Were you surprised that the only two offers went out or is that pretty much what you expected uh, going into the weekend? Uh, you know, I, I guess if if you include the Sunday camp, maybe a little bit less, you know, just because of how many guys were there. But right. Sunday camp was, was certainly um, down a bit, uh, you know, especially when you look at some skill positions. John Forster was there. He's a talented young uh, running back from um, uh, from New Jersey. You know, he when you looked at him physically, T. Frank was there with me. When you look at him physically, uh, you know, he he certainly uh, grabbed our attention. There was a few other guys too, uh, but no offers came out of that camp. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it was about right for what the whiteout camp was this year. I think if you compare it to some previous years, maybe you would have seen a couple more, but. Again, I, I thought that the overall talent for, for the Whiteout Camp was a little bit down compared to last year. Uh, but there were, there were still a lot of other talented guys, too. You know, I want to make sure we, we mentioned Liam Andrews, uh, who's a really good 2024 uh, offensive lineman who was in attendance. And, uh, boy, I mean, yep. I think you can make the case he was the best offensive lineman there. Uh, you know, and that includes, you know, Javen, uh, Alex Birchmeyer and a bunch of others. I mean, confidence wise, I mean, he just was dominant uh, during one on ones. And, you know, I, I honestly le- so the defensive line group was solid, but not like elite guys. Caden uh, Beatty's a pretty good player. He's he has a bunch of Division one offers and then LeVon Johnson, too. Uh, but there wasn't, you know, stacked defensive line competition for these guys. So I don't want to put incredibly too much stock on it. But, you know, I also left that and, and you know, seeing some of Liam Andrews, uh, Testing numbers, for example, uh, I believe he had an eight foot, 
little over eight. I think it was eight ten broad jump, uh, which is very good, you know, for for someone who's two hundred seventy pounds. You know, that that's a that's a heck of a number there, and you know, a few others. Yeah, you know, I think you know, and just watching his one on ones as well. I certainly kind of left that with with the mindset that hey man, you know, this is a potential five star player. And right now he's only six four, so I think you know from a height perspective, you know, you'd like to see him grow a little bit more. But man, a heck of a player here. I would expect him to be Penn State's number one interior prospect moving forward. And uh, man, he he did not do himself any harm this past weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very good. Yeah, he was a player that we didn't have on the initial list, Ryan, but certainly when you saw he was there, it added a little bit of oomph to that offensive line group that was very good to begin with with the number of guys who are committed. So a good weekend overall for Penn State. We'll see where things go from here. You're listening to the BWI Daily Recruiting Show on June 7th. That was Ryan Snyder breaking down the latest Penn State whiteout camp and what happened over the weekend. We're going to now move on to a non-camp related note, but still a visitor from last weekend. Ryan, let's wrap up Jason Moore's official visit. Penn State host at the Damascus the Catholic standout defensive lineman uh, for his first official visit. He has a few more to go later this month, uh, but the Lions get the first crack at him. And look, I think if you look at the on three recruiting prediction machine, you would see that Notre Dame has a sizable lead in that recruitment. I think if you look uh, at some of the interviews he's done and whatnot, the fighting Irish certainly are, I think the team to beat, there's no question about that. And Michigan and Ohio state are pushing hard as well. So I'll put it to you, and I know you can get to talk to him yet. Chad Simmons from On3, the national uh, scouting director, recruiting director, rather, had the chance to, to speak with him. And, I mean, the quotes were good, but, you know, no one's ever done an interview coming out of an official visit, Ryan, and said bad things about the school they visit. It may have happened once in the last 50 years, but I doubt it. So uh, you don't necessarily want to read too much into that. But where are you at at this point with him? Does Penn State have a realistic shot of climbing the very tall mountain that is in front of them to overtake uh, the schools we just mentioned? Or is this one uh, truly a long, the longest of long shots, which is what it looks like from the outside looking in? Yeah, I, I mean, longest long shots I think would be a little, little harsh. I mean, we'll put it this way. I talked to two people uh, in the last 24 hours who, you know, connected with the visit and both of them felt very good coming out of the visit. Uh, I, you know, I had one person say that they felt like they are the leader coming out of the visit, but you got three visits to go. <laughs> and, and when you're the first and you got three more to go, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's not going to be easy, you know, to, to defend off an Ohio state and Michigan and a Notre Dame. So uh, it, it's an elite group of players or elite group of schools that are in play uh, for Jason Moore. Uh, but the visit certainly went well. I mean, there, there's been a lot of feedback uh, that his family enjoyed the trip there and that his family's always meshed well with, with Penn State. You know, that's something I've consistently been told um, really, really since his first visit uh, back back in the fall. But again, you know, that you have three awesome schools pushing for him. He's going to take three more visits and, uh, you know, Penn State's going to have to try and, um, you know, hold them off. So I, I do feel like they set a high bar from from everything I've gathered. And, you know, people on the team to feel good about the the. Uh, you know, what they rolled out and, and just how the visit went overall. But 
again, you know, Notre Dame was kind of perceived favorite going into this. They'll get them on campus soon. And, uh, you know, Michigan, I would think Michigan would be fourth on that list because, because uh, you know, Larry Johnson, Ohio State, th- those ties uh, to Tamatha in that area are pretty strong as well. So let's uh, – let's. only time really going to tell on this one, man. It, it's, it's a hard one to read, um, but Penn State certainly feels like they put their best foot forward. Well, and that's all you can ask for, right? I mean, I know that you prefer to get the last official visit when you're able to do so. However, as we're starting to see across the country here, if you get the first one, you knock it out of the park, and you're one of the schools at the top, uh, that may lead to some canceled visits down the road. I'm not saying that's the case here, but just the fact of the matter is that Penn State uh, did what it could to put itself in the best possible position with Jason Moore. And now, as you say, we're going to have to wait and see how this plays out from here, because ultimately, uh, as we know, June and official visits will tell a tale in this month as soon as, uh, you know, when as far as it goes with commitments uh, coming in the future. So we'll see. But Moore is a very good player. Obviously, Penn State has had success at the math, so that doesn't mean they'll have success in this recruitment. But I think Penn State fans overall Ryan should feel good about the fact that Penn State put its best foot forward and we'll see if that is enough in the end and we know that again there's three for at least three formidable foes uh, that are going to get to host him here later this month but uh, you know the fact that the family clicks with him as well is probably something that is notable and uh, we'll see how this one shakes out they, they need to get him if they want to have a top 10 class if they don't that a lot of uh, a bunch, you know, they, they need more of those, you know, top 60, top 70, you know, guys who could potentially even jump into five star right. range. So, um, you know, that, that'll be incredibly important for them if they're going to be a, a top 10 class this year. So time will tell. Uh, but again, you know, Penn State feels good about the, the, the visit they had. And, and the one good thing I guess you would say is, you know, they, they didn't really want to host a lot of guys during wait out camp weekend, but the fact that the only other official visit this weekend was Damian Robinson uh, means that, you know, Jason got incredible amount of attention outside of those, you know, four or five hours that that whiteout camp was going on. So uh, that that's certainly a positive, you know, when you're the only uncommitted guy on campus, you're, you're certainly going to get uh, everything thrown at you and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if it's enough in the end. Robinson now on campus, by the way, of course, the Maryland transfer linebacker who will play defensive end at Penn State is now enrolled. So good news for Manny Diaz, uh, John Scott Jr. and the crew there. But yeah, as you mentioned, he was all more was by himself on campus. Always a good thing. It's going to be not the case this coming weekend. We'll probably dive into that at the end of the show. There's a lot more guys coming to town uh, this coming weekend for official visits. You're listening to the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Uh, Ryan Snyder and Greg Pickle taking you through the latest news on the recruiting front for Penn State. Uh, Ryan, let's we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, but let's dive into some Zach Owens conversation. Now, remember, uh, if you want this information before it hits the podcast and even a little bit more, you can join us inside the Lions Den Forum and, of course, at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com for $1 for one year of access to On3 Plus, to On3, to the BWI Premium Forum, the Lions Den. You can find out everything about Penn State recruiting, football, and much more uh, by visiting us and subscribing for a dollar for one year of access at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. You had put a note on the board earlier this morning, Ryan, about how, and we're talking on Tuesday, June 7, for those of you that don't listen on the day they come out, but uh, Zach Owens has put his decision date out after uh, visiting Clemson. He will make his announcement on June 4. And for Penn State, they looked like the leader at one point, but at this moment in time, you have flipped your recruiting prediction machine prediction uh, to Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to Clemson, guys. Uh, pretty much. Uh, I, 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 it's not all said and done, right? You know, there, there's a there's a month ago, Penn State might get him, but I, I don't expect him to come for a Penn State official visit. And whenever you're putting out a uh, commitment date right after an official visit, and you're canceling other official visits, the, the writing is kind of on the wall. But uh, it's certainly now. Look, I mean, he came on 
<laughs> came on the scene, you know, came for one visit and it was just incredible. You know, everything was great. All signs were pointing to Penn State there, you know, and, you know, there was even a little bit of talk that, you know, he was, I'm not going to say a silent commit, but he was, yeah, you know, certainly hinting that, that Penn State was a school to everybody. And then here we go on a next visit. And, uh, you know, now now apparently he's committed. So from that perspective, you know, you would think that Penn State's still going to push hard to get him here. Uh, but as of June 7th, he's he's saying that visit's not going to take place and, and that he's going to um, or I assume he's going to end up at Clemson. He hasn't really said that yet, but I mean, the writing's on the wall. So uh, it, it's certainly a miss for Penn State, but it's not like this was like a long drawn out recruitment where, uh, you know, a Rodney Gallagher, for example. I mean, I look at that as much more of a, of a bigger miss than this. And you have Evan Link still there. You know, Sam, Samson Okamola had you in your top nine last week. So that that's positive. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if uh, a few other guys emerge as well. But, uh, you know, Penn State has to get Link, man. I've talked about it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand and one. I mean, he is he's incredibly important. Pretty quiet guy right now, especially in the last couple of months. But, uh, you know, I am expecting him to be here for an official visit soon, expecting Michigan to host him and probably Stanford as well. And it probably will come down to those three schools. But, uh, you know, at the same time, Evan's not really putting a ton of information out there. So that's just kind of my thoughts and, you know, information I've gathered from bits and pieces. But, uh, you know, let's see what, what Evan has to say after his Penn State official visit. Hopefully I can get him on the phone. It's been a tough couple of months for Penn State on the recruiting trail in some regards. I mean, you look at this and it looked like Owens was going to be a guy that Penn State was the leader in the clubhouse for. And now if they can't get him back to campus, that's not going to end up being the case. Obviously, Rodney Gallagher, you mentioned, picks West Virginia, even though Penn State seemed to be in the driver's seat of that recruitment for a long time. And. Does it feel a little bit like deja vu, Ryan? Like, I feel like we yeah. go through these stretches with that. Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry I cut you off. I mean, we do this. This happens every year. Penn State gets off to a blazing hot start. You know, they, they do a great job recruiting young guys, right? So they always, I mean, they're, they're pretty aggressive. They identify talent better than a lot of schools. Uh, and they get off to these awesome starts, you know, where they, where they rack up a bunch of commitments. Um, really, you know, pretty much a full year in advance. Uh, and then, you know, we, we get to some point, you know, it doesn't always have to be spring. There's other bits and pieces too, sometimes late summer, whenever it may be where, you know, you just, the, the, the cards aren't falling your way. Right. So, I mean, I, I still, I'm hesitant to, to really call this like a, a really negative period. I've seen way worse for Penn state over the years. Right. Uh, you know, there's still a ton of talented guys that are going to be here over the next three weeks and, you know, commitments are going to come out of that. So, uh, but, you know, just just, yeah. just some top fives that aren't falling in Penn State's favor, some guys making moves elsewhere. But, you know, that's what happens when you have 12 committed players already. This class is halfway done. So you're going to miss out on right. guys uh, for one reason or another. And, you know, NIL, too, is, is, is a massive thing right now that, uh, you know, other schools are pushing hard. And, you know, there, there's there's no details with that one either. You know, it's so hard to to figure out where uh, where NIL is coming into play and where it's not. But right. you got 12 yeah, guys Yeah, let me stop committed. you there a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was just going to say the NIL thing I think is important to note because we get a lot of questions on the Lions Den forum about, well, how does this work? How does it, how do you, how, you know, how are guys getting deals? Blah, 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 blah. Look, um, again, we've talked about it, but this is not really something that people are going to want to discuss in great detail publicly or privately. They just want to get it done, right? I mean, you make to your point, I mean, yeah, there will be details that come out and we be able to get bits and pieces here and there, but for the most part, especially because let's remember, you're not supposed to be able to use uh, NIL as a enticement for getting a kid to commit to you, but it's being, it's right. happening. Um, but it's in the interest of everyone who's using it as a tool to do that, to not talk about it and to make sure that the players do not talk about it and their families do not talk about it. So I think that's important to note. We're working hard to try and get everyone the information they want on that, but 
more so than some other areas. It is much preferred by a lot of the people pulling the strings here that uh, that stuff doesn't get out. So worth noting. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, whether it's not always in June, sometimes it's in you know March or whatever. Sometimes it's in August. But yeah, it seems like every year we get this panic point where. Uh, Penn State fans worry that the sky is falling because this guy or that guy or some other guy is not, um, you know, mm-hmm. going to consider Penn State anymore or visit anymore or what have you. And uh, it's just the way the, 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 the process plays out. It happens every single year. And Penn State fans were pumped when they had that big run uh, to build this class at this point. I mean, got to take the, the highs with the lows. Yeah. Right. Well, from the NIL perspective, Greg, you want to put your salary out there? You want to tell everybody sure. what you're getting paid? Yeah, yeah I, and that's the other thing I too. Don't. I mean, yeah, <laughs> and that's the well, right, and that's the other thing too. I mean, you know, let's just think about. And I'm even going to try and pronounce his name, but the Nico, the quarterback who's going to uh, Tennessee, I believe. Right. You know, there were, and there's reports that he has what a million dollar NIL deal or whatever it was, and more than that. I mean, so <laughs> like yeah, it was much more than that. Years. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, for some reason, I wanted to say eight figures. That'd be well, we'll get maybe get there at one point in college football, but we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, right. So, number one, there's an incentive for the player and their family to not want that to be known. Uh, but then, number two, for the, the locker room sense of it, you know, now even if that kid's not the eight million dollar quarterback NIL recruit that he's being, uh, you know, that people is. think he is, he is. <laughs> Right, right. But let's just yes. say just for some reason, you know, but let's just say for let's just say he's not for the sake of the, the conversation. Right. He still Go walks ahead. into that locker room as the eight million dollar quarterback, whether it's true or not. And that is a lot of pressure and hype and uh, expectation to live up to. And mm-hmm. you would probably prefer that that kind of stuff not be known. So it's very interesting. Uh, obviously, it changes by the day. But, yeah, there is great incentive to not get those details publicized for sure. Right. Again, and to go back to the the real point we're talking about is you're never going to have a perfect recruiting class. It, the cards are right. never going to fall perfectly. You're going to have spurts, you know, and, and when you get more commitments, it's harder to get commitments, right? Because you have guys in certain positions, players, you know, want to always be the number one guy in the class, even though, you know, Pezzate has four offensive linemen committed. I mean, I'd be surprised if Clemson wasn't using that on, on Zach Owens, right? I mean, it sure. make complete sense. I would too, if I was them. So, uh, it's just you're always going to have this. And I, if you watch Ohio State recruiting or, you know, if you follow Ohio State, you follow Georgia, you follow whomever it may be, uh, they all go through this. Uh, now, some of those schools are missing out on, you know, top players, but they're still going to have, you know, uh, a few week stretches where, uh, you know, it feels like things aren't going perfect. But in reality, uh, you know, Penn State's going to be just fine. They're going to have a class that finishes top 15, I think, minimum, uh, probably more like a 11, 12, 13 range. Like that's kind of what I see uh, from the outside looking in right now. Uh, but of course, right. you know, our own three consen- I do want to bring up like our own three consensus rankings. This is why we we did them the way we did them, which is, you know, of course, it's it's it reads all the power five commitments across the country and, and averages it out. Right. So Penn State's eighth right now uh, in that average. And, and this is this ranking is designed to, to predict where Penn State's going to finish at the end. Now, of course, I, my, the thing I'm seeing is there's not a, a ton of top 100 guys you know, that are really high on Penn State's radar right now. And of course they have, you know, number right. 31, number 64 with, with Javen and Birch. So that's inflating them a bit. And as other schools get top guys, it'll drop them down. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to see another class that's, you know, just outside the top 10, inside the top 15, which is what James Franklin has consistently done for years. And those classes are great. Those classes are going to put you in the top of the Big Ten year in, year out. You got to produce, you got to develop those guys uh, to get back to a Big Ten championship. And if they can do that, Penn State fans will be just happy. 
Yep. Regardless of where things play out now, if it yep. leads to that later, uh, all will be well that ends well. So, all right, we're coming down to home stretch this edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Ryan, wrapping up with final thoughts. Uh, we can go anywhere you want here to start this off. I know Jalen Braxton's no longer visiting. I know visiting Penn State. Uh, Tony Rojas is no longer visiting Miami. I mean, you take this wherever you want to go, but there are a couple of schedule changes that we should note before we get out of here on this uh, Tuesday edition well, of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Well, I mean, I think we skipped over one thing that was pretty important earlier, um, which is kind of my fault. I should have let into it. Uh, the committed guys that were at the whiteout camp. I mean, we didn't really talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did, should. Yeah, we did. We did jump did. over that. Yes. Um, yep. You know, and, and they all I mean, it was fun. It was it was a great time. I mean, I really it was my first time watching Marcus Stokes up close. I saw him a little bit at the National Combine in San Antonio and I had to catch a flight that day. So I didn't get to watch one on ones and some other things. But uh, man, Stokes. Just, I mean, anybody watch the highlights, you know, T Frank's looking for us. Like, he is just chucking this thing all day long. And, and, I, and I like that in a camp setting, especially when you're committed, right? I mean, you don't have a lot to lose. Uh, so he was letting it fly all day. And uh, it was fun to watch, man. He's got a better arm. I mean, I, we knew he had a good arm. I don't want to uh, knock it or anything like that. But I mean, just, just seeing it up close, you know, he, he made some impressive throws throughout the day. Uh, and Penn State was matching him up with Yazid Hayes all day, uh, which was great. I mean, it was every time I saw Yurt just pull Yazid to the side, I was like, hey, you know, you're, you're going with Stokes uh that that's when it became pretty clear to me that uh that they want to offer this guy because they, they want to see what he can do with the with uh, who was the best quarterback there without a doubt uh Cooper Cousins also grabbed my attention my gosh he is getting huge uh what, what is he at six six now pretty much right around six six and he's playing center yep and you know <laughs> I think he's going to be a center guys which is which is kind of wild to me because he bends just so incredibly well uh and and you know he, he certainly looked at a natural at it uh, I thought he I thought he did great. And he was going up against LeVon Johnson most of the day, who I thought was probably the, the best defensive lineman there. Uh, he's, he's a former 2022 guy. He reclassifies 2023. And since reclassifying, he has a Maryland offer, has a Temple offer. More offers are going to come for LeVon. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a good two-year age gap between those guys. And I, I thought he held his ground well against LeVon. But, uh, man, just seeing Cooper, I mean, he is he's getting huge. I, I'll be really curious to see, uh, you know, how he develops here in the, in the months and years ahead. Uh, Anthony Donko, uh, man, let's talk about another guy who looks physically great. Uh, I was I was really impressed with, with the way he looks. And we saw him at Under Armour, so it's not like we haven't seen him much recently. Uh, you know, Donko right. was mainly working out at guard. And, you know, one thing I've consistently, or at least was told over the years, is that, you know, Trout would really like to see him play tackle. So I was I was hoping to get him to see uh, see him a little bit uh, at tackle. But uh, he was for, working at guard, and that's, that's where he plays in high school. So he's clearly most comfortable there. And, man, I mean, he you know, he pulls well. There's a lot of things that will work there. And if you have a 6'4", 305-pound guard, uh, you know, with room to grow still, uh, it certainly would work out. So, you know, I thought it was just good all around the board. I mean, everybody pretty much performed as expected. Lamont Payne, um, you know, I was talking to some people about his testing numbers. He he can he was top twenty, I believe. Um, you know, in pretty much every category was it was the one person was the one stat, which you know, it's just consistency, right? Like he he runs a four six forty, uh, which is fine. I mean, I think people like. Oh, you know, if you're not four four, you're not fast. Like Lamont's right. plenty fast enough. You know, good testing numbers all all across from the shuttle to the broad jump and everything else. I mm -hmm. uh, just put up a video of him during one on ones. I thought he was he was solid. Uh, made a few nice plays. Kept with his wideouts all the time. Um, you know, so Lamont was great. Javen looks great. I mean, Birch and Javen, they're both five star guys, right? So they should be great. Uh, you know, right. Birch Meyer has some great testing times. Eight foot four, four inch, um, eight foot four inch uh, broad jump. I've got 
tongue twisted there. It's talking too fast. Uh, and he had a shuttle. Dude, Birch had a shuttle of 4'6". I mean, like, I think it was a little under uh, 4'6", which is really good at 280 pounds. So uh, just a solid showing from from these guys all day. I talked about Liam Andrews already. Uh, great, great player there as well that Penn State's going to be pushing hard for. But, uh, yeah, I, I had fun watching the commits, man. You know, I've, I've gotten to know these guys for a while. And, um, you know, they certainly were among the, the best players there. And, you know, they were expected to perform well. And, you know, I thought they did as they were expected. So, yeah. Uh, Fun day, man. That was that was probably the highlight of my day. You know, just just watching those guys out there and, and seeing how they've grown and matured. Um, you know, over the last couple of months. Yeah, no doubt about it. When you bring your committed guys to a camp like that, especially when there aren't as many scholarship guys as you would expect there, uh, they should be ones that stand out, and they did. So check out that video, bluewhiteillustrated.com, youtube.com slash bluewhiteillustrated. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm glad you went back to note that because I did skip over that in the rundown. But let's get back to the final point we were going to make and just cover these schedule changes quick yeah. before, uh, before we wrap up. Well, there's so many of them, I can't even think of them off the top of my head, to be honest with you guys. I'm just trying sure. to track them all down. I mean, I guess what I will say is, you know, what we're looking at this weekend is about a dozen guys, dozen official visitors. Uh, we're expecting Marcus Stokes to make it back up here. Uh, and I believe Ajani Shakir is going to be here, but I do need to double check on that because the majority of the committed guys are coming June 17th. And Ajani set that visit before he committed. So I wouldn't be shocked if they bumped him down. Uh, but I do expect Neo Avery to be back. Neo has not been very talkative since decommitting, but. Uh, you know, I've talked to a few people now. I believe he's going to be here this weekend. That that visit is still a go. Uh, and of course, with a few of the defensive ends who have moved on, I mean, Neo is a is a massively important player. He always has been for Penn State, uh, but that that DN board's kind of starting to to look a little different than it did uh, a month ago. So getting him back and, and making a good impression there will be really important. I mentioned Yazid Hayes is going to come back. I mean, if if I'm watching somebody for a commitment this weekend, I, I would look at Yazid Hayes. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple guys, Corey Lucius too. I've hit on Corey in, in recent podcasts here. I think he's a player that right. Penn State is it's serious about. Uh, moves really well. Would be a, would be a good outside linebacker prospect. Evan Links, of course, expected to be back. I can rattle off others too. You know, Dakari Nelson, uh, Andy Jean's going to be an interesting guy out of Miami, Florida. So I think yep. he's going to end up here. No, but the fact that they're getting him for an OV is important. Um, but actually, you know, Dakari, I kind of skipped over. Man, my, my headphone keeps falling out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Dakari Nelson, uh, man, just just a special player there. He, he could maybe potentially grow into a, a linebacker down the road, uh, 6'3", 194. And, and Penn State seems to have some some serious momentum with him. Uh, you know, I know my one coworker, uh, Adam, or my former coworker, Adam Gorney, uh, he, he thinks uh, Dakari is leaning towards Penn State right now, which which I thought was interesting. I I think I think Penn State certainly is will, will take him, no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, I'd like to see how some other things stack up. But uh, it's going to be a good visit weekend. I mean, this will be the first of the of three really good visit weekends where we're going to have probably about a dozen guys on campus and, you know, a thousand calls to make on Sunday. So uh, we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, if I had to point some to sort somebody for a commitment, I'd probably say Haynes. Uh, but Evan Link's been really quiet, too. So who knows? Man? Maybe Evan, Evan could pop. I mean, Tyreek Blanding is another guy I didn't mention, too. Uh, who, who will be up here, a solid defensive line prospect from Christ the King in New York. So good weekend. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll add probably a guy or two as well. Uh, we got a few more days to go. So let's see what happens. Plenty to follow this weekend. You know you can find all the latest information at bluewhiteillustrated.com where it's $1 for one year of access. As we say every week, it won't last forever. So join us, bluewhiteillustrated.com for Ryan Snyder and Thomas Frank Carr. I'm Greg Pickle. We are wrapping up another edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. We'll catch you next week. T. Frank will be back with the BWI Daily on Wednesday. And remember to stay tuned. The recruiting news never stops here in June. We will catch you next time.